This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined by Diana Yoakum and Robert Brokamp, personal finance experts here at The Motley Fool. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great. Great. You guys are always great. I feel like that's always your answer is great. Wonderful. Well, fantastic. Average. I said above average last time. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I thought I you said great. It related it to the topic. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right, yeah. I shouldn't beat you guys up for this. You guys, you guys are allowed to be great. Thank you. Let's get into it. It seems like from the moment we start working, we dream of the day we can retire, usually on the beach somewhere with an endless supply of Mai Tais. But snap out of it, people, because you should be in no hurry to retire. And today we're going to talk about five reasons why you should delay retirement, not indefinitely, just a little bit. By the end of the show, you'll be equipped to create a happier, healthier retirement. And then it's time for a rousing game of Ask a Foolish Question. That's what I'm calling it anyway. All right. Quiz time. Flummox the Fools. Can we call it that? I like that one. Oh, is that, has that been a thing before? No, I just made it up. That was That's off the top that. of his that head. Thank you very much. I'll write it down. Flum. I don't really know how to spell flum, flummox. Whatever. I think Let's it's two M's. Okay, let's get into it. So, our top five reasons why you should wait to retire. And number one is working just a few years can do wonders, I tell you, wonders for your retirement security. Yes, it's true. And by retirement security, you can measure that in many ways how much you can spend each year in retirement, the chances that you'll run out of money in retirement. Um, but there are very reasons, various reasons why this is true. So, um, let's look at an example. Uh, let's say you're 62 years old. You have a portfolio worth $500,000, and you're going to get $16,200 from Social Security. And at 62 is the year you can first start taking Social Security. So what happens if this person waits to 66? First of all, Social Four Sec- years. Four years. Four additional years. That 16200 jumps to 25344 Not bad. Why is that? Because every year you delay Social Security, it goes up approximately 8%, plus Social Security is based on your 35 highest earning years. So if those last few years are among your best, you kick out some of those lower earning years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the important part of that is it's guaranteed income. I know everyone has their doubts about Social Security, but once you get it, I think you're going to keep getting it. Um, and having part of that of your income guaranteed as opposed to coming from like your portfolio is huge because you know you're going to get it. Uh, stock market isn't going to do anything to it. Um, if you get tired of managing it, you don't have to worry about it. So having more of your income made up of Social Security is a great thing. Portfolio, how much could that grow? That $500,000, you wait four years. Assuming a 6% return, you're talking growing to about $688,000. So you've added about a third of that. Why? Well, you've had four more years of, for it to grow. You've been adding to it for four more years. Um, so you put those together, and that is a lot of extra retirement security, or at least giving you more money to spend in retirement. And everyone loves more money. I am totally convinced, Robert. That's oh, right. but wait, we have four more reasons. <laughs> oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Let's get on to number two, then. Once you leave work, you're responsible for a lot more of your health care. Right. As well, and you're also sort of giving up other employee benefits. But look at health care. Uh, most people in retirement will get Medicare. You don't get that till you're 65. Um, but even a couple who retires at age 65 will have to have $220,000 saved just for health care, according to Fidelity. Now, if you retire early at 62, like our previous, previous example, you don't have Medicare. You got to cover all your own health care expenses. So Fidelity says you're going to need an extra $17,000 per year to handle that. So as soon as you leave work, you're going to be probably responsible for more of your health care. And healthcare is also one of the most 
ex- ex- the highest expenses right. for retirees. And it's and it's um, difficult to predict mm-hmm. um, if you're paying a lot of it out of pocket. But people don't also think you have vision, you have dental, um, and basic Medicare does not cover too much of that. Uh, and then there's other employee benefits. Uh, you don't have flexible spending. Mm-hmm. If you put in $2,550 the max for this year, you don't pay federal, state taxes on that, Social Security taxes. So you're talking about everyone who uses maxes out the flex spending, they're saving $400 to $1,000 in taxes. That's another thing someone doesn't have once they retire. Plus all the other stuff, people get technology through work. They get food through work. All kinds of stuff that the you're giving up. The occasional beer cart that that's true. rolls through the hallway. If you are working at the Motley, yeah. you at the Motley. we, we yeah. visit it before every podcast, as you could probably tell. <laughs> um, so you're giving up a whole lot of stuff when you retire early. Something to think about. All right. So reasons one and two are about the money and the hurt, the hurt to your wallet right. that it will cause if you retire early. But number three, we're going to get a little bit more, a little more emotional and talk a, about you. It's touchy. Feely. It's about the hurt to your ego. It's about the hurt to your ego. Number three reason why you should delay retirement is that people rely on their jobs for a great deal of their social network and self worth. You maybe didn't realize this, listeners, but a lot of your self worth and feeling good about yourself comes from your job. Yeah, and you take that away, and you have a recipe for depression and isolation. So people, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. yeah, people think, yay, I don't have to work anymore. And then after a while, the honeymoon of of nonstop leisure time is over, and you wake up in the morning, and you're like, okay, great, now what? <laughs> That's <laughs> well, a very good sound effect. Thank you very much. I was gonna say it reminds me of this quote that I stumbled upon, where it says uh, by Susan Ertz. I don't really know who she is, but she said, "Millions long for immortality who do not know what to do with themselves on a rainy Sunday afternoon." Yeah. So true. Right? Right. Right. So people, um, especially early on in retirement, they truly do experience the sense of loss. Um, your loss of responsibilities. It's the role that, you, that you've played all your life. Your loss of a routine. You don't have someplace to be when you get up in the morning. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen? You're going to watch a lot of court TV, TV. or, or TV. Real Housewives. Real Housewives, right. a lot yeah, of reruns. game shows. Yeah. Um, but one of the most important ones is the loss of the relationships. And these are ones that you might have taken for granted. But when you retire, you have to put in the extra effort to get together with your former colleagues. And so this is a major transition. And it might be a happy one. It might be one you've been looking forward. And there's all this great stuff about it. But it's still stressful. So you need to plan ahead about how you're going to deal with you know, this identity crisis, just like you've planned the financial portion of your life. So take some time now to develop your interests outside of your official job. Uh, take up a hobby, or if you've got one already, think about how you're going to cultivate that even more, maybe even something that you turn into a small business. Yeah, I've never, I'm not anywhere close to retirement, but the closest thing I probably ever had to retirement was when we had Snowmageddon a few mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but like DC shut down. Oh yeah. yeah. Like no one went to work, no one went anywhere for like, I don't know, maybe like a week, a week and a half. You didn't have work. I didn't have to go to jury duty. You didn't, Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That, that, you looked out there. You still said he was guilty, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I just mailed that in. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> have a kid yet then either, so I really was just free to do whatever I wanted. And, and like, did by, the kid come to nine months after Snowmageddon? No, that's all I'm curious about. <laughs> no, it, did, it was not a Snowmageddon <laughs> baby. So 
the first day I was like, cool, I'm going to watch TV all day and, you know, I'm going to blow through, some, you know, a marathon of some show or something like that. And then by the second day, I'm like, well, maybe I'll bake some bread. And then by the third day, I mean, by, by, by the end of the week, I just wanted to blow my brains out. I was so bored with myself and so bored with TV and I couldn't wait to get back to work yeah. and see people again. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. Ask yourself, who are some of your better friends? If it's related, Diana. See, that's that's why I said that. <laughs> you guys. Um, there's a family that my family and I often go out with vacations. We had game night on Saturday. It's Buck Hartzell met through work. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about if if you're one of those people who has a lot of social connections connected to work, what's going to happen when you leave work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why Diana and I are going to retire Together. somewhere five miles at least. No, no more. Actually, we live less than a mile away from each other now. We should probably keep that distance. Yeah, let's. That is our blueprint. One mile. Less than if you one move mile. one house over, though, I'm going to have to move one house over just to keep it. Could I have an invisible dog fence, right? Where you guys, yeah. once you move out of the side of a certain thing, you get shocked with a collar. <laughs> oh, you can't contain our friendship. That's right. <laughs> Let's move on to the number four reason why you should wait to retire, and that is that you and your spouse may drive each other crazy. Yeah, this is actually true. In the first study has shown uh, in the first couple of years of retirement, it's an adjustment. Um, so general life satisfaction and satisfaction as a couple goes down. It's worse if one person is still working and one person retires. It's even more worse, worser, the worstest. Worserer. <laughs> if it's the husband who's the person who's not working and the wife is still working. Um, and I think this is hilarious. In Japan, there's something called the retired husband syndrome. Affects an estimated 60% of wives who have husbands who are retired, and it manifests itself in rashes and ulcers, what? high blood pressure, depression. Absolutely. Yep. The in literal, the wife. In real, what? In the in, wife? Yeah. In the, in the wife. wife. Because the their wife. husband's just sticking around. So exactly. Much. Yep. The, the literal translation for it in Jap- from the Japanese is. One's husband being at home stress syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Those Japanese. Yeah. But it's true. If you, if you think about it, you've gone from being together maybe three hours a day with having to run errands and do other stuff on the weekends to being together 24-7. So now all of those annoying habits that you only had to put up with uh, for a very limited amount of time are there all the time. Just you and me, yeah. me and you. Yeah, and the alone time that you enjoyed, that's now in short supply. So you have to sort of find the balance between being together and being apart, and you kind of have to learn to be together all over again. And a good thing here is to actually consciously go out and find what are the things we like to do together, what are the recreational you know, activities or projects that we enjoy doing together, and then come up with the things that you like doing solo and make that your sacred alone time. And then also, I mean, aside from the interpersonal hanging out together, not hanging out together, there's also dealing with money. Yeah, this is... Um, Everything costs money. Right, and any financial sore spots that were in the relationship before, those also become more obvious and more pronounced. So if you had different spending priorities, now you're retired, you have this pile of money, I hope, and maybe one person wants to spend it on home improvement projects, the other person wants to spend it on travel, or you are have different ideas about how much you should help out your kids or spoil your grandkids. So you've been thrust into this entirely different financial situation 
you've done the retirement math, and now you need to go back and do your family finances to map that out. Yeah, with all, with all this free time, you got to fill with something, and a lot of those somethings cost money, yeah. and you don't always agree on, on how much you should be spending and what you should be doing. So how, having this conversation, well... Nicely, we did an entire show about this on couples and cash, and and we covered this topic a lot about how to sit down and have the conversation and come up with priorities and some guidelines um, to come to resolutions that make you both happy. Yeah, I've, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking that I don't even know, and again, I'm still a long way away from retirement, but I don't even know what's going to make me happy in retirement. Is that going to become clear you as have I get older? a little work to do. I do have a little work to do. I was thinking of all the stuff my wife used to do before we got married. We would rollerblade, remember rollerblades, go camping, go hiking, stuff that I'm not sure we're going to be doing as much of or would want to do as much of in our 70s and 80s. And I think you do have to come together and like, what what recreations and things do we still have in common? Yeah, and are we still physically able to do? Right. It? <laughs> yeah, you have to come up. What what can what at this age can you still do? But to ask yourself to to come to this idea of what is it that I'm going to do with my time? What is it going to drive me? Ask yourself what is it that I will I'm going to regret not having done? Um, and what are some things that I always enjoyed doing, but it was all but I never had enough time to do or to explore. Right. All right, and our fifth and final reason why you should delay your retirement. It turns out that it's kind of bad for your health. It could be. Um, Several studies have demonstrated this. One is a study of Shell Oil employees. They looked at the folks who retired at 55 and those who retired at 65. Those who retired at 55 were more likely to die over the next decade than those who retired at 65. Uh, Another study from... Uh, out of London. It's called Work Longer, Live Happier. They found that retirement reduces a person's likelihood of being in excellent health, raises the risk for depression, risk of developing at least one diagnosed physical condition. Um, Now, some of these studies are mixed, especially when it comes to the emotional stuff. If you've had a really stressful job and you retire, that actually can help. Um, But it's pretty clear that going from a situation where you get up, you move around, go to an office, and then go to where you get up, stay in your pajamas, and sit around all day. It's not good for your health. And also, if you're asking yourself, I wonder what segment of the population is experiencing fast-growing rates of sexually transmitted diseases? <laughs> Weren't you just asking me that the other night, Allison? The answer is senior citizens. Uh, the CDC actually reported that rates of STDs in seniors had doubled from 2000 to 2010 because you got to fill your time with something. <laughs> We're living longer, staying vibrant. And uh, so be safe out there, folks. Just because you can't get pregnant, it doesn't mean you can't get something else. And that is the, that is the main reason. They stop using protection because they think, well, we don't have to get pregnant, and they forget about the other stuff. And there's a lot of other stuff. <laughs> we're, so, actually gonna, we're actually going to get back to, we're going to get back and talk even more about senior citizens. Senior syphilis. Swinging, <laughs> swinging senior citizens with syphilis later on in the show. So stick around, folks. <laughs> It'll be scintillating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then let's wrap up this conversation with your guys' one best piece of advice for people thinking about when to retire. I think my one piece of advice would be to figure out what is going to substitute for your work community. Because, again, a lot of us, the, the people we know best, the people we make friends with, the people we spend a lot of time with, come from our jobs. So start cultivating 
these outside interests or friendships, research social groups in your area, and think about places you could help. You have this, you have a career's worth of talent and experience to share. People, that's valuable. People want you to plug into that. So here's where volunteering comes in. And maybe you don't have a lot of time to volunteer right now at the end of your career. But try different groups. Try it once a month. It's going to take a while for you to find a good fit. But volunteering there's a lot of great stuff about it. It gives you a, a community. It gives you a sense of purpose. Right. There's a recent study from Merrill Lynch and Age Wave that 20% of retirees see the, one of the number one determinants of a happy retirement is having a purpose. Yeah. So the takeaway is really do start working on cultivating your community. So you have people to talk to, places to go, and important work to do. Robert, what's your best piece of advice? I would say that uh, people who are reaching their 50, late 50s and 60s, the piece of advice I would say is, you have an opportunity to say, okay, what is it that I want to do with the rest of my life? It might be being retired. There are happily retired people. But you also might be, you know what? I, I didn't actually want to retire fully. I just wanted to change my career. So I know a story of a, a woman who in her 50s took money out of her 401k to go to nursing school to become a nurse because that's something she always wanted to do. Um, some people think... Um, I just don't want to work full time. So they work part time and then do something like volunteer, spend time with the grandkids, something like that. So really think of it as what do I want to do with the rest of my life and how can I make that happen Um, and figure it out before you retire. So you always have to think of you have to have a plan for how you're going to spend your money, but also how to spend your time. since we've pitted you two against each other in a game of what I guess we're now calling Flummox the Fools. Sounds good to me. I love it. Okay. So now I'm going to test your knowledge about retirement. Winner gets nothing but smug (laughs) self-satisfaction, which I think for both of you is enough. Yeah. That's plenty. It's better than retirement, that's for sure. All right. Well, let's get to the first question. A Walmart greeter garnered media attention last month when the community rallied around him after a store manager told him to stop saying what? To customers, my guess is this has something to do with a reference to God. Uh, I'm gonna say, give me a hug, <laughs> Mother of Walmart. <laughs> give me a hug. I mean, I need to give it to Dayana because the answer was, "Have a blessed day." Yes. Some people bless other people by hugging them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm giving it to Dayana. Second question: The world's most expensive RV sold in 2014 for three million dollars. Thanks, always. It was 40 feet long, two stories tall. Celine Dion's. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Includes a fireplace, a roof terrace, and can reach a top speed of 93 miles per hour. According to Motor Authority, it must be powered by the hopes and dreams of the working class. In what country? Not Celine Dion. Not Celine Dion. (laughs) In what country was this RV sold? Well, if it's the working class, it's got to be a communist. I'm going to say North Korea. I'm going to say... A country estate in California that's a working commune. You're both wrong. It's Dubai. No. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. All right, number three. As promised, we were going to talk more about senior swinging syphilis. 
or whatever. <laughs> and that, so that's to our next question. We're going to talk about a crazy retirement community called The Villages. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and 100,000 people over the age of 55 live there. They're packed into 54,000 homes spread over a greater expanse of land than the island of Manhattan. Wow. As reported in a delightful BuzzFeed article, putting what on your golf cart antenna signifies you're into swinging? Your keychain. Your nine iron. <laughs> you're both wrong. The answer is a loofah. A loofah. A loofah. Because it's for scrubbing? <laughs> no, it's for sponge bathing, bathing. I don't know. I don't oh, well, actually, yeah, I think it's more of a practical concern. You could actually stick, a loofah would stay on a the yeah. end of a sharp object. There's a ver- version of the villages in Ocala, Florida, and I've been there, and it is an awesome place. Lots of fun stuff. People drive around their golf carts that are all decked out like Mustangs and Cadillacs, and it's it's pretty cool. When I get old, I'm going there. Are you really? I'm going to protect myself, but I'm going there. <laughs> Do we need to talk to Elizabeth? Um, no, it, it'll be a loofah-free relationship, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, fourth question. The Golden Girls, a popular 80s television show about four sassy retired women living it up in Florida, albeit not the villages. Um, All four lead actresses earned Emmys for their performances, which is no small feat. But what were the names of their characters again? So whoever can name the most. We can start with one and then go back to the other. Okay, so I've never seen it. So the only thing I'm going to say is... Betty White, because she's the only thing yeah. I know about but the she whole... But she wasn't a character. I know, but I don't oh know anything. Yeah, so yeah, it could about, be an actress. Okay, it was Wetty Bite. I think that was it. Diana, you only have to name one character from oh, Golden Girls to gosh. win this. Mildred. Um, Hilda. Hattie. Maude. Boots. Beatrice. <laughs> Sassy. Goldie. <laughs> Madge. No. Yeah, Kimberly. <laughs> I don't Kimberly. <laughs> Come on, you guys. The answers are Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia. Blanche. I have never seen that show. How have you never watched The Golden Girls? It was the best. I think I've seen I didn't start watching Seinfeld until like two years ago, so I'm behind the times. All right. Last question. Number five. Are you ready? We're ready. Yeah. Cat food or pate? Do we get crackers? No. (laughs) This doesn't taste at all like my cat's food, so I'm going to say it's pate. (laughs) I don't really have a cat. I'm just kidding. It's cat food. Don't eat it. <laughs> no. Must be a different flavor. Yeah. Well, if you plan right, you will not be eating that in retirement. Oh, man. You guys are awful. <laughs> Literally, you only got one question right, and that's just because I gave it to Diana for saying it's something about God. I mean, that yeah. was a stretch. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll we, take the win. We were we were definitely flummoxed, I believe. I, I we took a, we took a big flummoxing. I've successfully flummoxed you fools, but Diana is going to win it with one to Zippy. Thank you for being a friend. See, you know the show song. Yeah. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. Oh my gosh. You're a pal and a confidant. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. The show is edited by Rick Engdahl. Theme music composed and performed by our own Diana Yoakum. You can email us at answers at fool.com and don't forget to tell your friends about us, especially the ones who are really bad with money. Fool on. What's the kiss for? I don't know. She saw my loofah. <laughs> <laughs>